This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing podcast. In our seventh year, um, we've always had favorites that we bring back and again and again and again, and we're certainly going to be doing that today. Um, and that I love to have um, in the, the first month of the year to kick off uh, with marketing, the elusive marketing, the denial of marketing, the new marketing strategies. And I can't think of any single person to better have to explore that with all of you than John Kramer, the author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book, plus a gazillion other books. And, and John will mention the uh, the blog he wants you to follow and all those things with us today. But he and I are both going to be giving you some insights and ahas and how-to tips for your book marketing success with that. And I always love to start a show off with a quote from my book, Snappy, Sassy, Salty Success for Authors and Writers. And today, of course, we'll start deal with marketing, and it is this. Stop stabbing yourself in your author back. You cannot afford to kiss off one more day with book marketing denial. The cyber gods have made it so easy for you to be so outstanding. And with that, John Kramer, welcome back. Hey, welcome back to you too. Yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for we're we're off and running and you know I'm you know thinking I always think book marketing and John I quote you all the time when you revealed that someone asked you well when do I stop marketing my book and your response was just very succinct and clear when you want to stop selling them never <laughs> forgot that it's kind of embedded on my forehead and um, and it's it's just so true. But my other thing is, when do you start marketing your books? The day you start writing. Well, if you screwed that one and forgot to do that, then it's today. So that's my add-on to this little deal. Well, I, I actually would say that you start marketing when you have the idea for the book, even before you start writing. So plant the seeds to see if other people are willing to pick them up and fertilize them. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you never know. You know, you may have a great idea, but you might be completely deluded. <laughs> I have been more than once. So, you know, it helps to actually test the waters. You know, and that's one reason that for me, I write some blog posts. I see if how the response is. You know, are people interested? I do some social media shares. I get a feeling for whether or not 
people are actually interested in it. It doesn't mean that I won't, mar- you know, publish the book even if I get zero, you know, interest. Because if I still love the topic and I want to write about it, well, dang with the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think all of us writers, to some extent, want to uh, create what we want to create. And it helps, though, to get some feedback from people. So you create something that you want to create, but also something that other people will want to read. So I always like to get some feedback so that I can adapt my book, whatever I'm writing, so that more people will read it. Because ultimately, we write because we want to share what we have to write. Well, you know, I'm going to I'll share something that I went through years and years ago that I thought was such a great idea. And and I actually <laughs> did, you know, I, I I wrote I actually was writing it. I did the survey to support it. This is for when I did so much work in the healthcare industry and it was going to be dealing with unions, uh, you know, do unions work for nursing? Is it a good thing or is it you know, more talk, and does it really bring more benefits to the patient, to to the nurse who is in the union and all that? Now, the audience who loved this idea were the nurse execs and all that. But my true market, John, was the nurses, and they didn't like it at all. And I, I remember doing a presentation. I mean, I was speaking at a conference on this. I was I was ready to take in pre-sales. It was, the book cover was designed. I was, you know, I had done mega interviews for it. I was really ready to go, but I forgot who my primary audience was. And that, um, and I, after I spoke, now the nurse execs loved what I was talking about. But my primary audience was the, whether it was the ostomy nurses or the operating room nurses or, you know, those big, they were people who worked in the, in, in the hospitals. It wasn't the people who were managing the hospitals. And I, am in, I ended up abandoning it. Yeah, and sometimes you, you have to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, unless you just have to do it. Uh, obviously, many of us, let's say a poet, a poet will write a book because they have to write it. They're writing poetry all the time. They're creating right. a book. And But the thing is, the poet has full control over their audience because most poetry books are sold because the poet is out there doing readings. And as long as you're doing readings, you're going to sell some books because at least a few people have pity on you and <laughs> buy the book. Uh, or if they want to because they loved what you did, they lo- they loved one poem you read, and they go, "I want the book." And you know, and that's still my favorite way of probably of marketing books is getting out there and speaking. I think that you can create an in- you know interaction with the audience. You can have fun with them. You can inspire them, and they will want to buy your book from you and get your autograph. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the ideal thing. You're speaking mm-hmm. live now. Mm-hmm. You know, a few years ago, you couldn't do that. But that's coming back. You know, I think more and more as, as we go along, uh, more and more people are feeling comfortable going into group settings and things like that. Um, so I think speaking is still a very viable way. And again, part of the way that you speak in today's world is through Zoom meetings, 
podcast, uh, you know, the interviews like we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And that is a form of speaking. You know, I was, can, John, can you kiss on speaking, whether it's in person or Zoom would be the other way to do it, with book clubs, what works and what not, and, and what triggers what's behind my question. I had someone um, who loves book clubs. She's in multiple book clubs, and she was um, expanding on how they were reading this and that and that. And I said, so where do you get your books? Do you buy them online? Do you have a relationship with a bookstore that they will, you just order them all that way? Um, or do you go to your local libraries and get them that way? How, how do you, how do you get these books? Do you, where you're buying them? How? And she just looked at me and she says, well, one of us, there's like a dozen in the club. One of them gets the book often just from the library and then we all share it. And I just went, I just went quiet, you know, and I'm just saying, <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, so you often don't buy the book. Um, and yet you want to use this author's storytelling skill and their knowledge or whether, whatever this is about, and you're not willing to pay an author a buck in a royalty payment to support their endeavors in going forward. Well, it's not just that. It's also supporting your local retailer, the bookstore. Yes. Uh, I really, I really think it's important that you, uh, as a reader, support your local bookstore because that's where you are going to get uh, the relationship and the recommendations. Um, sadly, I haven't found a bookstore yet in Kingman, Arizona. I presume there might. I've seen some stores that sell books, but I haven't seen a bookstore anywhere um, in Kingman, Arizona, where you know I live in Dolan Springs, which obviously is too small to have a bookstore, but. Kingman has 80,000 people. There should be a bookstore. Yes, there should but, be. But as far as I know, there isn't. There are books sold in places like Walmart and uh, Natural Planet, uh, health food store. Even the grocery stores have a certain number of books for sale. But It's limited. It's limited. Yeah, you know, and I really miss uh, what I had in, in Taos where I could walk into the bookstore and talk to people and you know, you found out things. And I think a bookstore is such a resource for a community that you mm-hmm. you want that. Mm-hmm. And I think you should support it. And it really is the way that most readers uh, find out about recommendations other than from their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife uh, learned from my, my sister about a book and uh, that the my my sister had read for her book club and they of course bought the book and then read it um my my wife bought the book and she just fell in love with it she just uh, recently bought it for my sister for christmas i want to know the type (laughs) oh it's called the extraordinary life of sam hill Okay, I'm writing it down. Well, I think we're going we're coming up to our first break, but I, I'm very fortunate. I, I've created a really um, fabulous relationship with Barnes and Nobles throughout Colorado, where we go on, you know, like on a Saturday, uh, maybe bring in eight to ten authors. We sell over two hundred books between us, um, and that we have a great time. We just have a great time. And the stores love us. They want to support the independent authors. 
Um, and it's just, it's just been very, it's been great, much better than from the little indie bookstores in many ways. So it's been interesting. All right. So with that, this is John Kramer. We're going to be talking book marketing. It's author you, your guide to book publishing, and we'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book... If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. So with me is the awesome John Kramer, marketing expert guru, and we're going to be talking about, we are talking about selling your books. And I loved the remark that John said, um, just as we were coming to the close on the segment, was that how important it is to support your local bookstores. It's support your retailers to buy stuff. Don't buy everything online. I get it. You might save $2. Um, but you know, what's going in and I shared with John during the break, what I love about being in the bookstores as an author, uh, especially during the ho- any kind of holiday type season. And, and I do, I, I probably do at least 10 bookstore signings a year. And I bring in other authors with me to support them too, that, um, we have fun, but here's the cool thing. People who come into bookstores like books. They're coming in to buy books. This is a good thing for you. What you have to do is figure out how to lure them in so they buy your book too. All right, John, you want to add to that? Well, the key thing there is that you really have to learn how to 
pitch your book, so many times when I've been to conferences speaking and so on, I talk to an author and I ask them what their book is about, and suddenly they're mm-hmm. talking into their chest and they're 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 <laughs> mumbling and and I'm going, okay, this isn't going to help, you know, uh, and and they they're not ready with something to say about their book. And you need to have at least one or two gotcha statements, things that people will, will sparkle people's eyes and they go, wow, that, that is great. Uh, and that's what you need in talking about your book. You, you can't just say, well, it's about, you know, my favorite whatever, you know, and, <laughs> and you just sort of mumble. You, you really have to say there's a thing like, you know, my thousand one ways to market your books. You know, I I have the perfect pitch for it, and it's from Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. If you want to sell 700 million books like we have, buy and read this book. You know, how much more succinct can you be? And, you know, they actually gave me that quote, you know, and I just keep increasing the number. <laughs> Why not? When they, gave, when they gave me the quote, it was at 10 million books, but, uh, you know, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger numbers and you know i love jack and mark i still do you know and, uh, they really they they still send customers to me and that's part of what you do and part of that is again the whole idea of creating relationships with influencers whoever they might be and in this case you know jack and mark have always been very supportive of my book they are amazed by it they used it you know, there's a, a video on my website at Book Marketing Best Sellers where uh, Jack talks about how they took the book apart, basically, and put it up on a wall and, you know, checked off things. That is a perfect way to use my book, and they did. And mm-hmm. as they did the, you know, they did the ideas, they sold more books. And, you know... I think that was pretty ambitious. Most authors aren't going to do that. You know, I'm happy if an author will take five or ten ideas from my book and actively pursue them and then drop the ones that aren't working and, you know, jump on the ones that are working and continue to use them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a big believer in, in actually doing that, and I've used some of your ideas and and your ability to say, like, well, if you want to sell 750 million copies, this is the book you need. If you don't, then, you know, no. <laughs> so I like well, that. Well, you know, the, the, the tough thing is, you know, that in today's world, the, it, you know, I actually uh, was working with a client and they've been trying to advertise on Amazon. And, you know, it was one of my recommendations for a long time, you know, it's advertise your book on Amazon. But Amazon is at the point where it's almost like forcing you to want to, to spend like a dollar an ad in order to get any kind of exposure. You spend 20 cents and you get nothing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it is really hard. So I'm going back to, you know, where I mentioned when we're in bookstores, I've always found the best way, especially we're dealing with total strangers in a bookstore. Um, when they come to our tables and things, I always ask a question um, and I start that way. And it could be as simple as, do you like mysteries? No, I can't stand mysteries. You know what? They're not they're not the right person 
for my book, you know, The Secret Journey. That's fair and that's the right person. And but that and then you if they say, Well, yeah, I love mysteries. Ah, well, did you like and then I then I throw another question at them. Oh yeah. And then then I know I can have a conversation and we sell the book. But, <laughs> the second question is often, Well, did you like so and so's book? And, uh, you know, a famous author, famous book, best-selling book, and your book is related to it. It's similar in terms of its audience or its character or the uh, something like that that would tie your book into it. I always recommend that people hitch their wagon to a star. So one of the ways that I will always want to try to pitch my book is by pitching it related to what's already out there and the bookstores know and... <clears throat> When I write uh, bookstore sales promos for my clients, one of the first things I do is relate their book to best-selling books that the bookstores would know. Because if they see that that book is related, if you love this book, you'll love my book. That mm -hmm. is the kind of thing that the bookstores go, oh, I should at least get one book in stock so that I can see if it sells and if I like it. And then what you have to do, dear author, is to make sure people know that your book is available at that store and they can go get it. Yeah, yeah. I always like to do that. I like to send people to a store that I know that they have a copy. Exactly. Um, and doing it. So, I, you know, I love that kind of thing. And But I, I think that that second question, that so do you like this kind of... So you would pull a current bestseller that is actually visible or certainly in that genre, or where where do you want to pull it from? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's a question my wife asked. Uh, we, uh, uh, one of my publishing friends is Dominic Rakab with uh, Sourcebooks Trade. And uh, mm -hmm. I love what she's doing, how she built her company. You know, she created a great independent publisher. And I actually called her up uh, mainly, you know, reconnect and talk to her but because my wife wanted recommendations because she had read one of dominic's books and loved it and said do you have more uh, books you can recommend and dominic told her about three more books they published recently and my wife bought them all and loved them mm -hmm. so so here's another idea for you all that he's he's mentioned john just mentioned source books they really do write good copy to pull in people, why don't you follow them? Whether it's Facebook or Instagram or wherever they are, go to their website, Source Books. What social media are they using? Follow it and see what they're doing. Can you mimic the verbiage they use or the, the trend they're using in their pitches that might fit for your book? How do you like that idea, John? I love it. Uh, I do too. I'm... I'm, I'm uh... <laughs> I, I believe in stealing wherever I can. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, when I wrote A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, one of the key things I did was I took ideas from everybody, and I just regurgitated them. I rewrote them. I tried to make them more interesting, things like that. So, you know, I, I, made, I hope I made some of the uh, stories I heard and so on and made them even more interesting. But that's part of what you do is I'm always looking for ideas. And so like 
back in the day when I was speaking a lot at different conferences and publishing groups, one of the things I did is I spent my time there not selling my book. I spent my time stealing ideas. <laughs> I'd ask authors, what's working for you? You know, and, and that's part of what you you know this is about. Uh, this uh, particular episode is we do it every year, and one of the questions you always ask me, well, what's working now? And, you know, that's a key thing. That's a good question to ask. And, you know, there's one we already talked about, my perennial favorite, which is speaking. And, and again, that was speaking live is always the best if you can do it. But uh, being on a podcast, being in, a, you know, some other sort of event, a summit, something like that, those are great th- places to get your book exposed and uh, get you exposed and start to build an audience. Because people hear you and they like what you say. And if they even like one thing that you say, there's a good chance they're going to go out and look and find your book. And, you know, the thing that I find, you know, is the worst thing that an author can do. And I saw, saw some authors do it. They said, well, in my book, you can find that answer in my book. And I'm going, no, that's not going to work. You know, you have to give them the idea. You have to give in order to receive. Uh, You know, it's a very very basic principle of life, and it really applies to selling. If you don't give them a taste of what's in your book, why would they want to buy your book? They don't know what it's about. You keep saying there's something in the book, but you haven't shared anything. And, you know, to me, that's a grievous sin, you know, that you have to share. You have to open up the book. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'll share everything in my book. Uh, I don't care uh, because ultimately it's going to help the sell. In fact, one of the best things that, uh, say, a first-time novelist can do is give away their novel. And, you know, there was a time when I said, don't give it away, you know, sell it. But, uh, you know, in my experience, there's only been one or two novelists that have only had one book in them, Margaret Mitchell and uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird Lady. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, most of the people have a dozen books in their in their storyline, you know. So give away the first book. Build the audience. Because if they fall in love with your first book, they're going to buy your second and your third and your fourth. I can't tell you how many times, you know, my wife discovers a book and now suddenly she wants every book by that author. I get very expensive sometimes (laughs) when I bring home a book to my wife and she reads it and goes, oh, I need 10 more copies uh, to give to my friends, things like that. It gets very expensive to get, for me, a free book and bring it home to my wife. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> but, but you know, that's the way it works a lot of the times. People, even if they don't, like my wife, she will actually go out and buy books for her sister, things like that. But mm-hmm. everybody is talking about it. They recommend books all the time to their friends. And um, so, you know, if you can get a book into the hands of an avid reader and you got three books coming down the pipe, Fantastic. Hold on. 
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is John Kramer, the author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book. And off air, we were talking about, I asked John the question, why don't authors want to give away books? I mean, it's like clutching. Now, his response to me was, go ahead and finish, John. Well, I I think you should give away books. You should give away a lot of books, but not if you're afraid to sell them. Mm. You know, the one reason I used to tell people don't give away your book is because they were giving them away because they were afraid to pitch them. They were afraid to sell them to the people. They didn't think that if they put the book in the hands of somebody and said, buy this book, I'll tell you why. They were afraid to do that. So I said, don't give away the book. Sell it. Even sell it to your mom. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Make your family pay for it because you want to value the book in your own heart. But once you have that value in your heart, then it's perfectly okay to give away copies because then you're seeding the uh, audience for your next book and your next book. And that's perfectly okay. And with novelists, you're always writing a second book. But even with nonfiction, I found most nonfiction authors have more than one book in them. Absolutely. Well, I, I've always said, John, books breed books. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm just thinking I've got my, my second fiction book coming out, The Secret... Um, uh, Hamlet, Secret Journey was the first book that was what, which was in January of 2023, and the second book, it's a four book series, is 2024. It was is the Secret Hamlet. I think what would might be a great idea. I mean, do do so when you have two books, do, do you give away the first one free to get them involved because this is an ongoing story. Um, and yes, then, in fact, you should definitely give me a copy because I didn't even know about that you were writing fiction. Oh, my dear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is bad because you didn't, for some reason. Now, I don't always read every issue of your newsletter, and you probably said it in one of them. Uh, oh, I have. Yeah, I have. <laughs> but, uh, but somehow I missed it, you know, and I didn't know you were doing that. 
Well, and, you, uh, but please, I, I will. But, I will send you as a a real copy of the book, a print copy. Um, that's and, fine. Yeah, and 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 the second book actually goes to print um, next week. So the oh, so, and one thing you know, just you know, and I know it's something you've talked about before is. Whenever possible, if it's easy for you or if you can hire somebody to do it, create an audio version. My wife can't read books anymore. Her eyesight isn't good enough for that. But she loves listening to books. And, uh, you know, she's bought lots and lots of audio books. Yeah, and audiobooks, you know, are roughly what close to twenty percent of the market right now. Between ebooks and audiobooks, they're pretty equal. Um in yeah. in what they're doing. I, I think one of the challenges with audiobooks is there to for narration, unless you're narrating yourself. And I know I have for all my nonfiction books, I have audio, which I've done the narration and gone in a right. studio with an editor and all that. The, the fiction books are costly to do and that I w- I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to reduce that cost factor um, in it. But it's the, the narrative doing that, it, it's costly. Yeah. And uh, there really is a, you know, I've been listening, you know, I, I hear my wife listening to the stories all the time when I walk into the house or. Mm-hmm. walk through the kitchen and she's listening and I can hear the difference between one narrator and another. Uh, probably the best narrator I've ever heard is uh, the Outlander series, the woman that did that. She did all 10, 12 books, whatever it is in the oh, series. Wow. It's huge. And she is fantastic because she's one of the few women that I know that actually makes a man sound intelligent. Hmm. Most women, when they're reading male voices and having them speaking, it's do well go. You know, they lower their voice and it sounds, and they go slower, and it sounds like he's a dull, dull-witted idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. hate that, but but you know, men reading women's voices can be just as bad because they go too high and squeaky, and they go, you know, <laughs> whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but a good narrator nails it you know and they they can make both uh male and female sound interesting and so on and that's fantastic mm-hmm. well so i think you're right it it can be expensive to hire a good reader yeah so it, it, it is and i think for for again for nonfiction, in most cases the author should do it themselves or they at least do an introduction to it and then they they hire the outside person and some people should not be doing their own reading they just don't have the right voice for it um for it but it's i prefer having the person read it themselves when they can because their ideas come across better because they know what they're saying they they know what needs to be emphasized and so on, and a reader might miss some of the nuances. So I prefer the you know the author read it if they're a good reader. If they're a terrible reader, then no. Mm-hmm. And going through it, but it, it's certainly something to do here um, in that. So so John, I will um, I can send you off book one right away, or I can send them <laughs> both to you. What would your druthers like to be? Send book one. Okay. And, and then my wife will want to buy book two. 
but don't you want the audio and you don't have it yet, apparently? Uh, no, I don't have the audio <laughs> yet. Yes, but but no, it's not that it's not on the agenda. Yes, I know. Uh, I, I have those kind of agendas, too, and I... A thousand and one ways to market your books I haven't done an audio of yet because it's a big book. It would take me it's huge probably to finish you know, reading it myself if I were to do that. And you know so I haven't done it yet, but what I should do is uh chapters in my case, because I have a hundred page chapters in the book and I could easily, you know, do the reading of one of those chapters and sell it individually and why not yeah and there's no reason why you can't break it up in fact one of the things that i recommend authors do if they don't want to give away their entire book give away a piece of it like the first two or three chapters or something like that if the people start reading it and they fall in love they're going to buy your book so at the very minimum you should be giving away samplers of your book to everybody that comes to your website, everybody that uh, you see somewhere, they they should find a way to, you know, you should let them know where they can get that free sampler. In fact, I actually tell people sometimes, you know, you got, uh, you know, a 200-page nonfiction book. Why don't you create a 30-page excerpt and sell it for a dollar on Amazon? And you've, so you've already got the book laid out, um, yeah. and you can. And inc- so you can create a shorter book, give it a, a snazzy little title, and and then sell that, and then upsell them in that book to the bigger book. Mm-hmm. Amazon will love you because uh, chances are, if they bought the one book at Amazon, they'll buy the bigger book at Amazon. If if yes, exactly. So just pull out a, a mini excerpt that will lead into it. Um, and, and all that. Now, I don't know what the formula is for Amazon of their sampling. They don't call it exam. I think they call it example. Remember they used to say, look inside. Right. They usually do about 10 to 12 pages. Um, and sometimes you can give them permission to do more, but, uh, you know, I really think you should be selling uh, smaller books on Amazon, you know, 20 or 30 page books. Uh, If it's appropriate, you've got a great chapter in your book that stands alone. Make it a book on Amazon and sell it. Uh, The worst that happens is nobody pays attention, but the, the best thing that happened and likely will happen is that people will come to you and they'll want to buy your bigger book. And for a lot of people, if they come across an unknown author, they have to wonder, well, should I risk uh, spending $10, $20, or $30 to buy their book? Oh, they have a $2 book. Let me see what that's like. And then if I like that, I can buy something more. And uh, people do get introduced and, you know, it, it was sort of like for me, the World of Time series, which is now uh, a TV series on Amazon Prime. I, I got the first book free at, at Book Expo. Uh, and, you know, I loved it. And, of course, there were now 12 other books in the series or something like that. 
And I ended up having to buy a lot of those books because I loved it. And, and then, then when I was when I was done reading it, I donated it to my local library. When you're, so, I donated a lot of books to my local library. I think that's really a good idea because they these books multiply. Right? If you're if you're if you're not going to really read it again, you really don't see yourself reading it again. I think it's a good idea to move them to other people who yeah. want to get a hold of them. All right, so John, we've got a couple of minutes to our final break, but I would like to get into some. Uh, the question is, let's start it. What did you think was going to be hot this past year? in marketing that wasn't so hot? Hmm. Um, boy, you, you know, I, I know you asked me to prepare for that, but I did. I, I, the thing is, uh, I'm not, the one thing that I could say is advertising on Amazon. <clears throat> uh-huh. uh, and advertising on Facebook or other social media. <laughs> they're, they're at the point, you know, like Facebook right now, if you want your post to be seen that used to be seen by, you know, 100 people, 1,000 people, whatever, and now it's not seen by anybody, mm-hmm. Facebook wants you to upsell it, you know, to pay to have it shown to more people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I thought I think, uh, be, you know, Musk, I don't know who is, I'm going blank on who owns Facebook. But anyhow, he's wealthy enough. Zuckerberg. And, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need more of my money. And the thing is that those things aren't really working the way they used to. They're not. Uh, I mean, I know I know people that spent a lot of time and effort into building up a page on Facebook, and that mm-hmm. page is basically non-existent nowadays unless they pay. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, yeah, I, and I, I don't think, uh, for the most part, I don't know if social media is working that well. I know that you still uh, find that some things in social media work. I find still, you know, I'm, I'm in love with Pinterest. It still works for me. I just had one that went viral starting in August, and it's had 4 million views since August 21st. You know, so, John, I'd like to do in this new year to set up a, a Pinterest webinar again That'd that we great. did. Let's set yeah. that up to do that because Pinterest does work. I also, um, when we come back after our final break, I'll, I'm going to share what I'm seeing is one of the things I think that is a smart thing for all of us to do. If your book is and on I Amazon. Wanna, yeah, and I want to share one thing that uh, is old time. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy 
Build your brand and platform and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The Book Shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, Mrs. John Kramer, the John Kramer, um, author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book. And we wanted to talk about some ideas that you can go off with. So, John, I'm going to let you lead. Well, I wanted to tell people about a story of Terry McMillan. She's famous for waiting to excel. And uh, when Stella got her groove back, uh, right. and, but her first novel was called Mama. And it was published by a major New York publisher, but it was one of their C-list titles. And a C-list title is one where they throw it out and see what happens. So they weren't really doing any promotion for the book, but Terry took it into her own hands, and she wrote 3,000 letters. Now, I, ha- I haven't heard of any other author than, other than Jack and Mark who have done that kind of concerted effort to promote their book, but she sold out her first two printings of the book, uh, within six weeks because of that effort. She was writing to bookstores, to libraries, to community centers, to anyone that she thought might be interested in her book. And she she just wrote a hand. In, in her case, back in the day when she was doing that, it was handwritten notes. And uh, it worked very well for her. And I, I still firmly believe that one of the key things you have to do is knock on a lot of doors to make something happen. Uh, it's sort of like with the, you know, I talked to, alluded to my Pinterest activity and so on, and the one that went viral and had 4 million views. Well, that 4 million views translated into 19, over 19,000 people coming to my website. But, you know, that's a much smaller number than 4 million, but it's still a nice big number. And that's part of what you have to do. It's a numbers game. If you knock on enough doors, something's going to happen and maybe you don't have time to do 3000 but you certainly have time to do 20 a week. Mhm. So 
writing and are we are are we snail mailing them are we emailing these letters what are we going to well, do well in, in her case she was snail mailing snail mail would probably yeah. in today's world uh do a combination of both and see which works best for your book okay so this is part of a little pitch something to enticement maybe if you if you, you know if you if you're if your book buyers love this book you know this is the book you might want to recommend that kind of thing Yes, uh, that, you know it doesn't have to be a long, complicated pitch because in today's world, people don't read a lot. You know, in terms of long emails, long letters, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it really makes a, it can really make a difference. It's really knocking on doors, and most authors give up after knocking on ten, twenty doors, and they go, "Oh, I didn't get anybody saying yes, and I'm not going <laughs> to do any more." And so the thing is. You you have to you have to get up again, knock on another door. It's you know, any salesman will tell you you know you have to knock on ten doors to get even one door to open, much less mm -hmm. to get a yes. Mm -hmm. And you know that's true for whatever you're you're selling, and you really have to believe in your book enough to have that happen. And you know one of the key things again that that I do is I make T-shirts of my book and it's amazing how many times people will ask about my book because they see it on my chest you know and they're going okay that looks interesting i bet that's one of the thousand and one ways to market your books and i say yeah it is <laughs> so that that's your book cover on a t-shirt right yeah yeah okay or or i re i had someone who didn't do it on his chest he did it on the back on his back and i and right. i remember saying to him why don't you do it on both yes and that's really the best yeah okay what else well i mean you know the the i have on my website uh an article it's called i don't have any time hour a day book marketing plan it's a six-week program uh it's free i mean you can just read it and do it uh, but it basically tells you how to spend an hour a day marketing your book uh, over a six-week plan. First week, you're doing research. Second week, you're starting to reach out. Third week, you're reaching out more, things like that. And mm -hmm. it's a very, very basic plan on how to reach out and start to create relationships with influencers and the key people that could make a difference in your book, whether they're producers at TV shows, editors at magazines, uh, bloggers, podcasters, whatever it might be. It's really, to me, it, it's the best thing I've ever written. And it really does uh, help you to build up a relationship. And it's the one thing, you know, I know most authors, they really, all they want to do is write and write and write. I and know. I understand that because that's my main desire. I love to create. And I'd give it all away if I could afford to. And, you know, at some point as I get older, I'm going to start giving it all away because what the heck? <laughs> you know, uh, get it out there so it lives beyond me. Um, but, you know, that's part of what it is, is you just want to create an audience. You want to reach out to people. And it really does make a difference. I mean, you know, the people that, you know, a lot of my 1,001 Ways to Market Your Books was sold by word of mouth. And, you know, Jack and Mark were uh, two of the biggest sellers, but Bob Allen, uh, Dan Gookin, uh, oh, I'm going blank on the name. They wrote the What Color Is Your Parachute? 
But uh, he used to tell everybody, go buy his book. Because he said, I don't know how my book became a bestseller. I, I'm totally ignorant on that. He actually came to one of my three-day seminars because he said, I need at least some intelligence when I tell people I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so he wanted to share with people you know, ideas that might work. And so, you know, he'd recommend people buy my book. Now, 80% of all books are sold by word of mouth. You know, I, I've said this every time I talk to you in, in one of these podcasts, but it's still so true that if you can get people to start sharing your things. And the other, uh, I have another great article on the website, which is 51 Ways You Can Help a Book Author You Love. And I would recommend that every author share that with every one of their friends and family because, you know, a lot of friends and families don't realize that you need help. Well, some of them do, but <laughs> some no. of my family know I need help, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, John, um, is that 51 ways to help an author you love? Yes. Okay, so give us the book site. Uh, your website that they should be going to to find That's this. That's at uh, bookmarketingbestsellers.com. Bookmarketingbestsellers.com. Is it is it single or f- plural bestseller? Sellers with an Sellers plural. Okay, so go to bookmarketingbestsellers.com. You're looking for. Um, you're, you're looking for his hour a day marketing plan. Is that the proper title? I don't have any time hour a day book marketing plan. And then the 51 ways to help a book author you love. Both of those links are at the bottom of the page. Uh, so you can find them if you go there. Uh, um, they're really the best things I've written other than the uh, video that I created just uh, a couple of weeks ago telling about uh, Terry McMillan and reemphasizing to people how important it is to spend a little time every day marketing their book and reaching out to people and writing to people. Mm-hmm. I think that's still so important. It's, uh, you know, you, you really can't do more. Uh, you cannot overdo marketing your book. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I can't emphasize that enough. Um, I mean, I'm lucky that I have marketing kind of in my DNA. I wanted to share, I was sharing with John that if your book is not in the unlimited program available, you just kind of check the box. You want it there. Um, because I, I like to suggest that you create the Kindle a, unlimited book. Uh, Kindle. This is the Kindle, right? Yeah. And, that um, that you create a campaign, like a social media campaign, a blog campaign, in your newsletter campaign, until your book is free. The entire book is free in Amazon's Unlimited if you are a member. Now, to be a member, for all of you, it's just under 10 bucks. It's like $9.95. But, but literally... You have mega books available to read for free. And here's what happens. It often dominoes to print book sales. 
because people say, I just, I just want to get the book. I just want to get the book. Um, and you could push that out with a variety of things and make wonderful images to, to promote it and move it. Now I have one client who is it, that this is, this has been, that's their whole marketing, John, that's all they do for marketing and they do it right. via Instagram and they put out, we've made gazillions of posters to put out through intrigue and, and, um, and that kind of thing. And that um, he averages and they, they get paid, these authors get paid from, you get paid if you're on it, um, have your book available by the number of pages read. And if you go into your KDP account, um, that they will tell you how many pages have been read and how much money you make by a day. And this author gets anywhere from it, it could be. I think the lowest side we saw was thirty thousand one month to three hundred thousand one month pages read. That has translated into cash monthly of thousands of dollars. And that's so, for a novel. As for a novel, this this is yeah. a fantasy. This is a fantasy book. He's doing, and it's and the first of a series, right? Right. He is. He's got the trilogies done. We are now coming up with book four um, within a month from this first yeah, report. So this. people are sampling his work, which is, again, part That's of right. what I talked about anyway. And this is one way to get it sampled in, the, in a very uh, concrete way that Amazon supports and actually wants people to do. And it really can make a difference. And it... Mm -hmm. Boy, you know, it's as huge. you said, he's he's getting ninety thousand, three hundred thousand pages read a month. I mean, that's it has to translate into more book sales. And then, of course, it's the beginning of a series, so that's right. Boom, they want to read the second and third book. That that's right. It, that it dominoed, and and he has grown from a nobody to he has over a couple hundred reviews. That these these people who are downloading what we do. Oh, this always ends too soon. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. I love you, sweetie. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bry.